What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a time such as this. Today is a great day, um, and I'm excited to share with you about identity. Uh, I know that this series has been long, and we are going through so many different things and so many different topics, but I really hope and I really pray that these last few weeks, um, between last episode and this episode, that you have really been able to grow in your trust of God, grow in your knowledge of His character, Um, and grow in your faith to believe that what he says about himself is true and that you can build your life on it. Um, This second half of the series is really going to focus on our identity, um, building off of what we already have been talking about these last um, few episodes of who God is. Now that we've kind of created and built this foundation, um, in our purpose giver. Now we can talk about our purpose. We've built the foundation in the person who gave us meaning, the person who decided who we are before the foundations of the earth, knew who we were, knew what his plans were for our lives, knew what moment in time we were going to be put on this earth. Now we get to build our identity and come to that um, realization, have our eyes open to our identity, I should say, um, in these next few episodes. Um, and I think what is really, really cool is once we have those two, they're kind of like the lenses of glasses. You need two of them to be able to view the world in a whole way. And I have come to the belief, uh, through just the Holy Spirit working on my heart that that's how life is. The two lenses are who is God and who am I in light of that. Then we can look out into the world and see who are these people that I'm on this earth with. And so uh, we are on the middle section of that, the, the second lens to the glasses, so to speak, on who are we? Who am I? Um, which is a great question. One that every human being asks, what is my purpose? Who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing? Um, And as you can see, because of the vast number of belief systems and religions and lack thereof on the earth, lots of people have given it a real good go at figuring out the answer to that question. Um, But something that I've found, praise the Lord, I didn't find it, I should say. The the Spirit has revealed to me through His character, through His word, through His creation, is that He's the only one that truly fills that void. When you have your eyes opened to it, it just makes sense. And it is so comforting and it is so real and raw and it's the best. So without further ado, let's get into it because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to kind of lay the groundwork for. Um, I do have some fun people coming to talk um, about this subject. Um, I wanted to keep things interesting and also just people that I think have really good things to say that I think you guys will learn from. So I'm going to pray, then we're just going to go ahead and, and start the discussion about our identity. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your character. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for how much you love us. I thank you that you are so trustworthy with every detail of our lives. Lord, that we can fully surrender everything into your hands 
and trust in faith that you are going to take care of us, that you're going to provide our needs, that you're going to glorify yourself through our lives, and that you are going to use us as vessels to bring light and hope and love into the world. And so, God, I just ask that you'd help keep us on the narrow path that leads to life, God, that you would show us anything in us that isn't of you, Lord, as as the Psalms say, Lord, teach me and guide me in the way everlasting, Lord, and show me if there's any offensive way in me. God, we want to be disciples and servants of you. We want the world to know that we love you, that we serve you, and that we are here for your kingdom, for your kingdom come. And so, Lord, I just pray as we discuss our identity, God, that you would open our eyes to see who you've called us to be, that when we have questions and when we doubt, we would run back to your character and your firm foundation, not our own, that we would truly grasp the idea that weakness is a strength if depending on you is the goal. And so, God, I just pray that that through these next few episodes that you would just reveal to us more of who you are, that you'd help ground us in that truth, that you'd help ground us in the truth of your word and what it says about us. And Lord, I just love you, I praise you, and I'm excited to see what you do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, identity. It's a great conversation, as I mentioned. Um, I don't know about you, how old you are, but um, I'm 24, and that's still pretty young. But there's already in my young life have been many times where my identities come into question. Where I had built it on something, and it didn't work. I built it on something, and I felt unfulfilled. I built it on something, and it came crashing down. Um, And I'm sure that that's happened to you many times. And if it hasn't, it will. Because all the things that life has to offer us, when we take those and say, this is where I'm going to put my worth and my value, it will fail us. It's a guarantee. Things in earth on earth and people on earth are faulty and they are so so capable they are professional let downers and dream crushers and that's just that's just reality of life the only person that has remained the same the only person that is of any consistency at all is jesus jesus is the same yesterday today and tomorrow and forever and ever and ever and you know we go through life and we have all these different trials and we have you know people trying to speak into who we are we have our activities that we do we have school we have athletics we have our job we have significant others we have all these things that try to take our attention and our hearts so desperately want to put our worth in that tangible thing and say you know what because this person says xyz because my grades are A's, B's, whatever, because I won this thing or did great in this sport, this makes me good. This makes me worth something. When in actuality, that has nothing to do with our worth and our value. Because A, those people can change their mind. B, you get in a hard class, you're going to get, you could get a bad grade. All these things have such a quick turnover rate. Nothing guaranteed. But then what's really funny about us humans is 
we have that disappointment, but then yet we just jump right to the next thing and say, hey, you know what? That last thing didn't work, but can you tell me who I am? Can you give me some worth? Can you tell me something to uplift myself? Can you make me feel better? Can you make me feel good? And then by the time you know it, we're spiraling into worse things, giving more of ourselves away to things that are tearing us apart physically, mentally, emotionally, till we're just a wreck. And then we really don't know where to go. We're, we're blinded and clouded by all these things that we've attached ourselves to, trying to get our worth and our value from it, and saying, yes, I am this person because of X, Y, Z. Well, you know, if I were to ask you, hey, who are you? What would you say? What would you say? And take note, take inventory of the things that come to your mind. You know, I mean, pre-Jesus, I would tell you, well, I'm an athlete. I'm a scholar. I'm a, a friend. I'm a sister. It's like, wait a second. Why are those the things that would come first to mind? And I remember people in high school, especially when I was getting closer to leaving for college, they'd say, well, who's Taylor? You know, college admissions are going to want to know about you. So who are you? It's like, that's the wrong question. Well, the right question, but the wrong context. You don't ask someone who you are or who they are. And then proceed to talk about all the things that you've done, accomplished, or like to do. That's not who you are. Who you are is an identity. It's a way of life. So who are you? And I think it's a journey to get to the point to where you boldly and confidently can just say, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm a child of God. And in that, I am a servant. I am a... Um, whatever you want to say, you can talk about the gifts that God's given you, the things that he's done through your life, because that's who you are. You're first and foremost, a creation of, of God almighty. And because of Jesus, we've been adopted and grafted in his sons and daughters. And because of that, that makes us royal and priests and, and carriers of the word of salvation and carriers of the Holy spirit, the power that raised Jesus from the dead in us. That was our, that's our purpose. That's our identity. And then because God created us with these gifts and these things and these promises and, and he created us with that purpose in mind of having a relationship with us and us being vessels of unification and of bringing the gospel, we can talk about that and say, hey, this is who I am. And of course, you can talk about the things that you like to do, but that doesn't make up who you are. That's just something you like. God God tells you who you are. God attributes worth and value to you, which is immeasurable, by the way. So immeasurable that he came in the flesh to die for you, to buy you back. Because that's how much your worth is in the eyes of God. In the eyes of God who spoke everything into existence. The almighty, all-powerful God who decided out of everything in creation, you should have been made in his image. And that he came to die for you. And so the reason why I wanted to start out with knowing who God is, is because it's very important to understand the God that we serve, the God that is telling you who you are. 
the God who you can run back to when you start to question that. When the enemy comes in and starts to pull at you and tries to put things in your way that you want to give more power than they deserve in your life or when your flesh starts to wander and you start giving people and things again too much power in your life to tell you who you are and it happens so easy and so often and that's why it's so important to be rooted and grounded in in God's word because that's how we fight these identity crises that we go through in our lives that's how we fight these these insane circumstances when we're just chilling and all of a sudden we're questioning everything Jesus when he was in the desert being tempted he was just spouting off scripture to the enemy that's what he was doing he said no no no. don't twist God's word scripture also says this and when you put those verses together because scripture interprets scripture and it is a whole word of God the full counsel of the Lord when you put those together that's the truth So remind yourself of what God says in his word about you. The word of God is a double-edged sword. So sharp. Cutting between soul and spirit and bone and marrow. Hebrews 4 talks about that. The sword of the spirit. It's the only offensive weapon in the armor of God in Ephesians 6. The only thing that we can go out and hurt things with, hurt the enemy with, is a sword. Sure, we can hit him with the shield, but, and that does help because it's a shield of faith. But the sword that creates cuts and that creates damage to the enemy is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit living in us, bringing to remembrance the word of God that we can say, enemy, no, you have no power here. Flesh, no, I'm fighting you. Because God says in 1 Corinthians that he is faithful to always give me a way out so I can stand up underneath my temptation and overcome it. So when we're tempted to to allow someone or something or our flesh or a lie from the enemy or what the world is saying or what our mom and dad say or what our girlfriend or boyfriend says or what our best friend says or what our pastor says about us, when that is tempting to put on the throne of our lives, we can say no, because God's word says this. God's word says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God's word says that he has a plan and a purpose for me. Good works that he planned out long ago for me to do and that he is faithful to accomplish. That he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us. All of these promises of God talking about who we are, talking about the fact that we don't have to go through life by ourselves, talking about the fact that we are loved, we are precious in his sight. Go read Isaiah chapter 43. He's called you by name and he loves you. If God knows the number of stars there are in the sky and knows them by name, knows how many grains of sand there are at the beach, he knows you and loves you even more because you were created in his image for a purpose. Don't let the enemy for a second have any power to tell you who you are and that you 
are not worth it. Yeah, we are unworthy as humans. Jesus, though, makes us worthy. Yeah, we're not enough, but with Jesus, we are enough. Yeah, we're not that great, and we kind of suck sometimes. But guess what? Jesus takes all of that, and he says, No, you are loved. You are chosen. You are royal. You are a son and daughter of the Most High. I do have good plans for you. I'm working all things for your good so that you can be more like me, so that you can be brought before me without blemish one day so that you can experience inexpressible joy because you're loved. That's, that's the heart of God for us, is to have a relationship with him so that no, that no matter how sucky life is, how much suffering we're going through, we can have joy. We can trust God knowing that he loves us so much that his plans are so good for our lives. And that when anybody questions that, we say, ha, no. That's funny because my dad said that he loves me. My dad said that he has a plan for me. My father's working all things for my good and for his glory so that I will become more like him. So that when spiritual attacks come, when the, the storms of life come, I can calmly sleep on the boat like Jesus did because I know who's in control and I know who's in charge. But it's all rooted in what we believe about God and what we believe about ourselves. If we don't believe that we're loved, it is going to be so hard to have that joy and to go through life where the world is already telling you that you're not loved. The world's already telling you all these crazy things. Imagine how much more difficult it's going to be. So, as we go through this series and as we finish it off, just remember to pray and ask the Lord to open and soften your heart, to remove any pieces of stone, any stony hardness that's in your heart and soften it, to give you a heart of flesh so that you can go through and really take inventory of what's in your heart. What lies have you, have you been believing about yourself? What lies have you been believing about yourself? Which one of those have you turned into truth in your mind? Doesn't make it true, but that you've believed as if it was. And just ask him to make your eyes open and open your ears to hear what he says about you and what he says about himself. That you'd be able to really build that foundation and spend time in scripture, spend time in the word, Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in this pursuit of of finding a deep relationship with the Father. That's where it starts. That's why I started this series with who is God? Who is my God? Who is my Father in heaven? Because when we take all of our insecurities, all of these things that we've been believing about ourselves, when we take those to God, and we allow him to speak the words of life over us, it changes everything. So as you prep for these next few episodes to come out, just start praying, start reading scripture, start seeking the word for what it says about who we are as as humans, as dearly loved children, and get excited. 
because God's going to do something so good. And I know that this process that I went through a few years back radically changed and improved and deepened my relationship with God and my view of myself and of humanity, really. And it's been beautiful to just continuously grow closer to Jesus, knowing that he cares and that he loves me and that all the things that I go through in life, he's, he's with me. It's for a purpose. And it doesn't make me any less loved. In fact, it makes me more, more, it, it not makes me more loved, but it makes the truth and reality more clear, which sounds a little backwards. I know, but it's true. The things that we go through in life, when we have a perspective of purpose and we know God and we, we've learned his heart and we continuously chase after that, it gives us a lot of really healthy perspective about what, what we go through in life. So with all that being said, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Stay tuned. Um, next week, I do have a friend that will be um, answering some questions and sharing about identity and some lies that people believe and what to do about them. So stay tuned. It's going to be exciting and I'm praying for you guys. I love you. As always, please go to my Instagram. If you need prayer, reach out. If you need anything, I'm there um, and I'd love to hear from you. So have a good day and we'll see you next week.